the divine night, a holy night that gathers us here together. Without the birth of the baby Jesus on that night, we would not be gathered here on December the 24th. And so thank you for coming and joining together with us. I continue the welcome. I'm Pastor Dave Mitchell, and we're certainly delighted to be able to share this experience with all of you as we honor God in human flesh through his son, Jesus Christ. And so we're going to highlight how Christ is that light of the world. And as we go through this evening, we're going to allow you to spread that light, literally, as we gather together and close in worship today. So let me pray and give thanks to God for what he has done and what he wants to continue to do. And we invite you into it because we offer you an opportunity to respond. We're going to have a card. There's a card in the chair rack in front of you. If you'd like to respond anyway, offer prayer requests. Uh, or if there's any decisions or commitments you would like to make, we would love to know about that. And you can place it on the card. We're going to receive an offering in just about 20 minutes for a family, for a Calvary family. And that would be one way for you to respond at that time. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the work that you have done as we honor that holy night 2,000 years ago when Jesus Christ was born of Mary. Father, it was a miraculous time that you would come as a human being, as a child, in the fragile world where there was so much high risk, and yet, God, your sovereign rule brought him to that point where he could ultimately become our sacrifice on that cross to allow us to know you, to love you, to be saved forever. God, thank you for that night as we honor you and celebrate the work that you have done and will continue to do through each of us. And we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. God's first written words, Genesis 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and void, and darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was moving over the surface of the waters. Then God said, Let there be light. And there was light. God saw that the light was good, and God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening and there was morning, one day. The prophet Isaiah spoke of the light. Chapter 9, verse 2. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. For to us, a child is born. To us, a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Sing it together. Rejoice. 
just the right moment in the fullness of time into a world of darkness came a light that would shine an infant hope in a desperate hour clothed in secrecy void of power hunted by a king sought by the wise heaven rejoiced darkness despised tempted tested human divine yet through it all the light would still shine. Growing in stature full of truth and grace, the light appears in the most unlikely place. Rejected by others, they felt the embrace. Dinner with the sinner, a rendezvous at night, in the midst of a storm with a boat full of fright. A man up a tree, a child on a knee, a captive set free. Broken and battered, wounded and shattered, fractured and tattered, their lives really did matter. Yes, through it all, the light would still shine. Threatened by change, exposed by acceptance, darkness attacks with lies and deception. Blasphemer, glutton, sinner, liar. As the enemy stoops lower, love stands higher, higher and deeper, longer and wider. Healer, friend, teacher, provider. Yes, through it all, the light would still shine. Religion unmasked, hypocrites taken to task, answers pondered, questions asked. Which is the greatest? Who is my neighbor? How should we pray? Who does God favor? Stories with truth, uncommon, uncouth. Forgive and let go, not a tooth for a tooth. Blessed are the meek, turn the other cheek. Find when you seek, forget not the weak. Yeast and trees, seeds and wheat, pearls and coins, hands and feet. Law fulfilled, love complete. Yes, through it all, the light would still shine. of silver 
a stab in the back. Betrayed, denied, condemned to die. A crowd's lie, a mother's cry, a son's why. Then one last breath and the father sighs. The light grows dim and begins to subside. On a lonely hill, scoffers jeer. Darkness dances and evil cheers. The earth grows quiet. Hope disappears. Will the light shine again, or is this the end? Then out of the vastness of eternal dark rose the faintest of hopes, the tiniest spark. And miss the silence a voice can be heard. In the beginning was God and God was the word. In him was life and that life was the light. And to all who received it, it gave them the right, the right to be children of the day, not the night. Darkness trembles at the sound of that phrase. First one day, then two days, then finally three days. Life begins to grow, evil begins to know, a stone begins to roll, and light begins to explode in a resurrection glow. Angels descend, every knee bends, a savior appears, the followers hear words of life, not dread. Why seek the living among the dead? Just the right moment in the fullness of time into a world of darkness came a light that still shines. God loves to teach us things through creative ways and the light and the darkness and the metaphor, the images that that stirs in our hearts. One of the creative ways that God has taught me is through the simple things that happen in the day-to-day. Many years ago, when Joy and I were just recently married, in our very first apartment, it was a building that had to be something like 80 or 90 years old, and it was in the worst part of the city of Dallas, Texas. And one of the phenomenons that we had to deal with were cockroaches, and everything is indeed bigger in Texas. <laughs> and in the kitchen is where they would love to hang out. And often before Joy would go into the kitchen, she would bang the wall to let them know I'm coming in, get out of the way. And what I discovered is that when I turned on the kitchen light, I'd see them there, but they'd scamper to places of darkness behind the, the uh, linoleum that was on the wall or behind the stove or the, underneath the refrigerator. And God taught me a very basic lesson about light and darkness. That light can do something very good to expose what is bad, cockroaches, to reveal what it can be very good, a clean-looking kitchen. So light and darkness have other lessons that they want to teach us as well. And I want to invite you into that. Three things that Christ teaches us about light. And the scriptures that I'll show you help to support these truths about Christ. And the first thing that I want us to understand is that Jesus brings us His light to calm our fears with His presence. He wants to expose what 
causes fear to bring his comfort into our lives. It was King David who wrote in Psalm 27.1, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the defense of my life. Whom shall I dread? God loves to bring his light in the person of Christ to comfort us in those things that create fear in us. And again, another way that God taught me about that was through our baby girl, Kirsty. When she was about three years old and she had these wonderful curls, these Shirley Temple curls in her head, and she would come in often, often at night, and then you would sense her presence standing right next to our bed. And then suddenly, and often she would stand on Joy's side, which is always a good thing. And there she would say, I'm scared. And it had to happen hundreds of times, it seems like. I'm scared. And we would say, well, what's the matter? It's dark, and I think there's somebody in my room. And I was a recent seminary grad, and I wanted to give to her biblical truth. Don't you understand the Christological understanding of the incarnation of Christ that He is surely with you at this moment because He's promised to never leave you or forsake you? Go back to bed. You're fine. (laughs) Now, I could have given her a theological expose on the reality of God and Christ and His presence with us forever. But that's not what she needed. You know what she needed? And often it was joy. She would get up out of our bed in the middle of the night, walk with her back to her bedroom, turn on the light, look around, it's fine, and then bring her to her bed and maybe stay there for a little bit as she gets rested and sleeping again. You know what Kirstie needed? She didn't need a theological expose on the incarnation of Christ. She needed light expressed to the person of her mother or her father. You know what Jesus is? He is light. And it is God in human flesh through Christ. And it is light in His presence that comes to meet us. And that whatever your fear is, whatever your concern is, whatever is weighing you down now, Christ says, I want to be that light because as King David said, the Lord is my light, my salvation, whom shall I fear? So he doesn't offer us intellectual answers. He offers us reality of the presence of Christ, God in human flesh, to meet us right where we're at. The second thing I learned from Scripture about Jesus is that he brings his light to guide our lives with his direction. Sometimes we're a little bit lost. We don't quite know what God has for us next. It may be employment. It may be finances. It may be relationships. It may be a marriage. It may be parenting matters. It may be a number of things. And I'm not quite sure where I am going to go from here on out in 2016. Notice what Jesus says in John 8. Then Jesus again spoke to them, saying, I am the light of the world, and he who follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. He says, I want you just to follow me. If you seek Christ, if you know who I am, if you follow and are dedicated to me, I will lead you out of the darkness of those things where there's maybe despair or 
lack of direction, and I will lead you out of that darkness. Then he says also in John 12, I have come as light into the world so that everyone who believes in me will not remain in darkness. He doesn't want to leave us in this state of lack of direction or darkness or despair of uncertainty. Jesus doesn't want to do that. He wants to come and meet us and encounter us to guide us. I think one of the great stories that I remember hearing about way back, remember 9-11, and that fateful day. And there was one plane that flew into the Pentagon. And in that Pentagon, of course, hundreds and hundreds of people left in darkness. And there was one cop. His name is Isaac Hopi from Hawaii. And he's one of the many, many good cops that are out there doing their job to, as he said, serve and protect that we seldom read about or hear about. But he's one of the many. And as he came upon the Pentagon to find those who are still stranded in the darkness, he had his dog Vito. He was a canine officer. He had to leave Vito out. So he wandered into the darkness, and he could hear people coughing. And he began to yell to them. And there was one man by the name of William Sinclair who was 50 feet away from the impact of that airplane, but still alive, but still lost. And he couldn't find his way to get out. And Officer Hopi would yell out, Come to the sound of my voice. Come to the sound of my voice. Follow me. And as William Sinclair and seven others who were with William worked their way to the sound of his voice. They followed him, and he took them to the light of outside, and they escaped. I love that image, because as God sent his son Jesus into the world, Jesus is the word of God, the voice of God. And as I listen to his voice, he leads me out of darkness. Sadly, Officer Hope, he said, for every one person I saved, he said, two remain lost in darkness. Not all can hear the voice or respond to the voice when Christ calls us. We invite you to respond to the voice of Christ, the light of Christ, to lead us out of darkness, to give us direction and purpose and design. And the third thing that I noticed about Christ is this. Jesus brings us his light to heal our hearts and relationships with his forgiveness. That's the primary reason Christ came in human flesh. It wasn't so we could have a Christmas tree and presents tonight or tomorrow. It wasn't so we could have a roast in the oven and the beautiful cookies and all the treats that we get. He came for one primary reason to be healing to our hearts, healing to our relationships. As 1 John writes about this, he says, This is the message we have heard from him and announced to you that God is light. And in him there is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we we lie and we do not practice the truth. He says, I've come to give you light and not darkness to have fellowship with God. And then he concludes, but if we walk in the light as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus his son cleanses us from all sin. That's why Christ came in human flesh that his shed blood on that cross to give healing to our relationship with God, to have healing to our relationships with those that are around us. That's the primary focus. And one last story that helps me and maybe helps you to understand the concept of this 
healing ministry. When we lived in a Northern California, I remember hearing about a pastor that was there who was taken aside from his ministry in a church and wanted to become a chaplain in one of the hospitals where people with psychological disorders would try to find treatment. And it's a very challenging area. So he took a year off and began an internship in this hospital. And as the uh, orderlies would take him around and introduce him to the various rooms and the locations, he came upon one room and looked inside that room that was locked down. And inside, I, he could see a little boy in there. And he said, well, who is that? And the orderly said, that's, that's, his name is Jimmy. He's probably around 10. And no one's been able to help Jimmy. He's, and he, he just had this lost look, this vacant look on his eyes. And so the chaplain's name was Bill. And he says, do you mind if I go, go in and talk to Jimmy? <clears throat> and he said, well, sure. And so they brought him in and... As the orderly took care of his hair and groomed him, uh, Bill sat there and began to talk to Jimmy, but there was no response back. And then week after week, as that year's internship proceeded, he would constantly come into Jimmy's room and continue to talk to him. He'd read the newspaper. He'd talk about sports activities. He'd read Bible truths and Bible stories. He would find anything that he could to somehow get through to Jimmy, who continued to have this sort of dark, vacant look in his eyes. And Bill finally was reaching the end of his internship, and he'd had no success whatsoever with Jimmy. And that last time, one of those last weeks that he was coming to see Jimmy, he came into Jimmy's room again, and and this is what he did. He, He got down on the floor... And he sat like this, he said. He said, I sat like this. And I sat before Jimmy. He said, Jimmy, trying to express to him some word of hope, maybe some measure of light. And as he did that, he put his head down. As he put his head down on his knees, Bill began to sob. He just sobbed and wept like he'd never wept before because he thought about Jimmy and he thought about all the people that are like Jimmy and all those who are this lost in a lost condition, and their lives are just in despair of darkness. And as he continued to sob and weep, suddenly he heard a voice. And it was Jimmy. And Jimmy said, Bill? And he looked up and he couldn't believe it. He says, what, Jimmy? Could you get me a piece of paper and a pencil? I have something I want to write. And so Bill got up, He went over, took out his notepad, tore off a piece of paper and a pencil and gave it to Jimmy. Then Jimmy began to write. And this is what Jimmy wrote. It's like a Christmas miracle. And he wrote, Dear Mother and Daddy, I've met a man, and I think he likes me. And suddenly, Bill, the light went on. For a year... Jimmy resisted and lived in that darkness until the persistence and the patience and the presence of Bill began to soften a heart and a mind that resisted the light. And I thought that, to me, is my Savior, Jesus Christ. That there are many times I live in my own darkness and my own closed-off condition. 
and I refuse His Word, I refuse His truth, I resist His presence. I live in my own little world. But Jesus patiently, persistently brings the presence of His light trying to reach into our hearts and our minds with the healing and the hope of changed lives. And we, we offer that to you in behalf of Christ. We can't do it, but Jesus can. Because Jesus came into this world to comfort our fears. He came into this world to give us direction out of despair. He came into this world to heal our hearts with God and with one another through the forgiveness of our sins and the healing of our relationships. And we invite you into that, to let the light of Christ finally penetrate into areas maybe you've resisted up to this point. I'm going to pray for us, and we invite you in a prayer to make that known to God through Christ that, yes, Lord, this is the time I need you most. I need your light and your presence to come and heal what is broken in my life. If you've made a decision, if you'd like more information, please put it on the card. You can drop that in the offering as we pass it here in just a moment. But we invite you to let the light of Christ shine through whatever you may be experiencing these days. Let me pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank You that You're a loving God. You're a patient God. And You're a God who has a living presence in the person of Christ. I pray, Lord, that we would all let the light of Jesus shine deep into our hearts and our minds with His truth, with His love, with His healing, with His forgiveness. And if you're here tonight and you would like to welcome the light of Christ in whatever area of concern may be there for you, I invite you to pray with me these words. God, I need the light of Christ to comfort my fears, to give me direction and hope, or perhaps to bring forgiveness and healing in my heart for the brokenness between you and me or between myself and someone else. Father, send the light of Christ to my life. Help me now. Forgive me now. Guide me now. So I pray this now. In Jesus' name, amen. Mm-hmm.